Jen, it's Fantasy Festivus. It's time to air your fantasy grievances. Who let you down this week? Usually this segment is tough for me to kind of pinpoint and decide because there's a lot that happens throughout the week. And there's a lot of things that can kind of be lumped into the my, my Festivus. Uh, this week was pretty flipping easy. Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. How do you do that to the fantasy community? Very, very, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully he's fine. I'm not really sure. But the fact that T. Higgins aggravated his hamstring in the pre-warmups, it was known, not on the injury report. We all, those of us that have T. Higgins on the roster, played T. Higgins, expecting T. Higgins to play, and he did not. Um, a very crucial time in the fantasy uh, schedule. And a very crucial time to have a big fat zero from somebody that you count on. Um, I was actually fortunate that I actually made it through uh, a guillotine league that I'm in down to five people. I made it to the final four with a zero from T Higgins, but I guarantee you there's plenty out there in the fantasy community that were bumped out of the playoffs because of that. So super frustrated. And the thing that's even crazier is it's not the first time that's happened. You know, that happened one other time this season with T Higgins as well with Zach Taylor. So with Festivus coming up, Grab the freaking pole. That is my feats of strength, Festivus, whatever you call it, of the week. I'm with you. And Jen, I think I'm going to put a new rule. You and I every week have tough lineup decisions involving Tyler Lockett. From now on, just always Tyler Lockett. Yes, that was it. It was Higgins or Lockett, Higgins or Lockett, and I went with Higgins. And <gasps> That's right. Screw you, Zach Taylor. Now let's get to the Screw show. You. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me are my excellent co-hosts, Jen Akins and Chris Allen. Chris, how you doing there, buddy? <laughs> no, I'm, do I'm, I'm doing good. I'm just wearing a regular hat that doesn't have any symbol about a team that y'all were just upset about. So, no, I'm, I'm doing quite well since the team that I root for won this past weekend. And, uh, yeah, from a real football standpoint, I'm great. Uh, but uh, yeah, it would have been nice if a particular wide receiver would have been active for that game. I can understand people's uh, consternation with the specific head coach for not letting us know that a specific wide receiver would have been injured. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's I, only I like that. he doesn't even consider fantasy football, Chris. How dare he, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand that. I understand that. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Other than that, I'm, I'm well. How are you, Jen? I'm good. I, like I said, I was able to survive T. Higgins Gate and uh, advance, even though. You know, actually, look, okay, to, for real. So this is a guillotine league where you kind of you can grab other players once people leave. So the rosters are ridiculous. Um, but I actually survived with not only a zero from T Higgins, horrible game from Mark Andrews, horrible game from Jalen Waddle, and not really a great game from Dalvin Cook either. And I was, I mean, he did get in, but he only scored like ten points. So overall, um, I was able to survive all that, which which makes me very happy uh, because you know course we all want to win fantasy uh championships and such so i live to li another day uh but yeah anyway um other than that i am well um it is very cold here in uh, denver which uh you know you'd think we'd be used to but it was like 60 yesterday so you know a little chill in the air holidays coming up excited about that brandon and you're rocking the tua jersey love it yeah you know i'm still i'm still a big tua fan you know what couple bad games no it doesn't phase me no still love shouldn't. tua 
still happy there. Hi to everyone in the chat. Hi, Jeff Jefferson's Justice League. Uh, hello, Y7s, and hello, Daniel. We'll get to your questions at some point here soon. But uh, just as a reminder, this is our weekly streaming episode where we emphasize hot pickups for the primary streaming positions. That's quarterback, tight end, kicker, and team defense. Uh, how we did last week, uh, sleeper streamer of the week, Mike White, seventh. Seventh, Chris. Uh, did I... Yeah, is is that correct, Chris? Did no, I, did been, I do... no, that was the week before. That was the week before. So I did not update your quarterbacks this week. That's a failure Goff. on my part. So yeah, was Jared, Jared Goff, Goff yeah. still a big success. So Jared <laughs> Goff, a big su success from last <laughs> week. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. And then your other streamers of the week, uh, you don't remember who they were, do you, Chris? Oh, yeah. I had Ryan Tannehill. Uh, decent. Uh, I mean, after the what fumble interception. Uh, as well i think around 11 to 12 points tyler huntley i'm not counting him i recommended him but since he got knocked out with a, with the concussion not going to count him incomplete yep. yeah yeah in incomplete uh but also had brock purdy on the list we talked about him last week he was quarterback seven top 10 we'll just put it at that uh but also tossed in mac jones and sam darnold mac jones i would also throw in as an incomplete because if you lose Ramondre stevenson Devontae parker in the first half what do you what do you expect thrown to Nelson Aguilar? But either way, I mean, not a, a solid a solid uh, week up front with Jared Goff and Brock Purdy, but not so great on the back end. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, tight ends: Greg Dulcich, Hunter Henry, Daniel Bellinger, all at least within striking distance. Jen, pretty solid re uh, returns there. Dulcich was twelfth. Hunter Henry was tenth. So well in tight end one territory, and Bellinger at eighteenth. That's not bad. Uh, kicker streamers, Michael Badgley. Once again, you just crush it, Jen. Badgley, kicker nine. Jason Sanders, tied for kicker 13. Uh, Joseph, tied for kicker 18. But Cameron Dicker, Dicker the kicker, kicker six, which is excellent. Uh, Jefferson Justice League, we will get to uh, kickers at some point, And Jen will definitely bring up the kickers to help you win. Uh, also, Let's check out there. her article every week on 444.com. It's up there right now, kicker streaming article. It's what I go to when I put in my waivers every week as I always stream kicker. Uh, defenses were a little tough. Steelers, Cardinals, Titans. Uh, I'll just say trash. Uh, bad stuff. I should have gone with the Bengals. Uh, I was doubtful. I shouldn't have been. They were great. They were tied for ninth. That's what I should have gone with. Uh, so let's get into our sleeper streamer of the week. We are done with buys. So hopefully uh, people don't need quite as much streaming help, but there's always uh, good stuff, some gold to mine out there. Uh, our top quarterback streamer, as always, is our sleeper streamer of the week. Chris, which quarterback is your number one quarterback and your sleeper streamer for week 15? I'm going to go with the quarterback that got the respect of the goat and who's the, the new goat himself. The I've seen all the, I've heard all the nicknames for him right now, the Brockett ship, uh, the best Brock to ever play in the, in the league. I mean, just whatever nickname you want to come up with, it's, it's Brock Purdy. I do think that there is some level of concern for his ceiling, given the fact that they're not going to have Debo Samuel for this outlook, but just in his first, in his debut as a starter for the 49ers, what, what more could you ask for? Able to completely manage the pocket, despite the fact that, as I expected last week when we discussed Brock Purdy's outlook, I mean, Todd Bowles was sending pressure on uh, on the majority of uh, Brock Purdy's dropbacks, but he was still able to manage the pocket like quite well. Olaid, uh, Olaid a, defend, a defender on his run into the end zone, even when he saw the pressure coming, he was able to throw just a complete dot to Christian McCaffrey for his touchdown uh, in the first quarter. He had a 158.3 or like a perfect passer rating against pressure on Sunday. 
but he was still pressured on 40 uh, over 40 percent of his dropbacks. That is one of the best performances. Actually, that is the best performance given how high of a rate that he was pressured uh, for uh, for any start this season. To have a perfect passer rating despite being pressured at over 40%, that is one of the best performances like of, of the entire season so far. So now, again, like I said, there's a chance that we don't see the same ceiling because it doesn't have Debo uh, either in the backfield or split out wide like for him this week. But they're playing against Seattle. Uh, in Seattle, they're employing a tackling optional defensive scheme like over the past few weeks, uh, which is uh, it's, it's a risky proposition. Uh, I wouldn't say that a lot of defenses should try and employ like the same type of approach. Uh, we saw how it worked out for Seattle last week as Carolina completely just rolled over them for about like 300 yards of total offense. But still, I mean, with the Seahawks playing the way that they are back to their early season ways, I mean, there's no reason why Christian McCaffrey can't rack up a number of receptions. Brandon Ayuk can't continue to. I mean, he even got into the end zone last week. George Kittle can have a good game. So all of the receivers that we like for the 49ers, I mean, we all want to roster each and every one of them. I'm sure, I'm sure Juwan Jennings is probably going to get picked up as a waiver wire target. So if you like all the pass catchers, all that value intersects at Brock Purdy. So I'm saying Brock Purdy should be the top streaming option for week 15. Excellent, excellent. I, I'm massively rooting for Brock Purdy. I just want chaos at the quarterback position in San Francisco. Yes. So I'm very, very excited about it. Why not fun I'm, chaos? I mean, let's I, get um, fun chaos. I have to say, I'm glad we get to kind of resurrect the the old Brock Osweiler puns. I've got so many from all of that. So Brock I'm excited lobster. to get back to the like, you know, the Brock lobster, all those things. I know you mentioned a few, but there's a Brock lot, there's lobster. a lot hidden in there from the Brock Osweiler days that, that need to come back. So yeah. I'm excited there's a new Brock on the scene. Exactly. A new Brock. I'm massively rooting for Brock Purdy to be the new uh, the new seventh rounder that every single year in the draft in the seventh round, they say, hey, remember, Brock Purdy was a seventh round draft pick. Uh, don't forget, listeners, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with excellent custom settings for fantasy commissioners. I'm talking Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, you name it. It's easily accessible, wildly mobile friendly. So go download the app, join or start a league today, and go get you some Brock Purdy. So, uh, I want to hit just a couple things from the chat here. Uh, our producer, Sal, is crushing uh, answering uh, most of these questions, all of these questions, just absolutely going. Uh, Daniel and several others, uh, absolutely commiserating with you. Uh, running backs let me down this week as well. Dalvin Cook had a, not a bad day, but not a, not the day I needed him to have this week. We already talked about that a little bit. Uh, Jefferson's Justice League, same thing. Injuries, just crushing. I know Kyler Murray's injury. I, I hope he feels better. Obviously, fantasy football is not. The primary concern there, but certainly doomed a lot of people's playoffs uh, hopes there. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit, Jen. I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, the Tampa Bay situation because we got a question about Brian Robinson or Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette seems to be in a straight-up timeshare at this point. And I'm curious how you're approaching the Tampa Bay backfield for the rest of the season right now, Jen, because it seems like it seems hard to trust. Uh, it is. Uh, and and it's strange because, you know, we knew Rashad White was always kind of waiting in the wings, right? He was drafted. We knew he was kind of a thing. Um, we knew he was good. Uh, and, you know, how rookie rookie running backs tend to kind of come on at the end of the season anyway. So we kind of knew this would happen. But then you've got the mixture of, like, playoff Lenny at the same time. And so it's interesting to see how those things will kind of uh, collide, per se. But it appears as though he is, you know, Rashad White is taking over. You know, I, I don't have a lot of Lenny. I felt like he was a little too expensive for me um, heading into the season. So I actually have White um, on several teams that are advancing. So 
Um, and I will be playing them because like, like we've all said here, mm -hmm. running back is pretty bad right now. And you kind of have to find anything you can um, to plug in there. So on teams that I have white, I'm going to be starting him. Um, you know, when it comes to Brian Robinson, I don't love that um, situation there in general. I, you know, I think between Gibson and Robinson, I, I don't know that I really love either of them. But that being said, um, it's ugly out there. So people are probably going to have to start those guys because uh, it's just the way it is right now. Absolutely. I, uh, I, it, it's a mess. You're right. I'm starting Rashad White. Is, is Fournette going to show up in your, uh, your drop, droppable article at some point? No, he, you know what? He was, he was on the long list, uh, today, but he was never really going to make it. I just, I usually make like a pretty decent, you know, 15 to 20 person list. And then I shortened it down to five or six. He was on there, but he wasn't really on there. Uh, I, I don't think he, I don't think he's droppable, but I think that, um, we can't necessarily count on them. I mean, honestly, we can't. I mean, they were horrible last week. I mean, as as a whole, not just the not just the backfield. So, um, you know, whether we can count on them moving forward, I'm not sure. But it is pretty sparse, so I definitely would not drop Lenny at this point. We we may still get playoff Lenny down the stretch, Lenny, whatever you want to you know call him there. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Chris, Eric uh, Dubay uh, asks if Travis Etienne is still trustworthy. A um, couple bad games for Etienne. Is it kind of the the rookie wall? I know he's not technically a rookie, but he's kind of a rookie. Is it the rookie wall, or do you think he, there's still good things for Etienne rest of the season? I don't know if it's the rookie wall, but there's definitely something going on to the point where I actually just wrote him up in my players to avoid column, which uh, should be out, I don't know, like ask the person below me like when that's going to be out. Um, but Tomorrow morning. Uh, okay, there we go. Uh, the, the problem with ETN is the fact that he's not getting targets like in that offense. Like when it was him and James Robinson, surprisingly enough, he was or, he was earning about like three targets per game. Not to say that they were like downfield routes or like Alvin Kamara's like type routes. Even though when he was drafted uh, by Urban Meyer, they called him what like a slasher or something like that. But he was still getting like a few targets per game, and that was cool. But apparently, James Robinson took the receiving role with him to New York. He's down to like 1.8 targets per game. He got zero targets on Sunday. He didn't even register a route. And that was when the Jacksonville, the offense looked phenomenal on Sunday. I mean, completely routing the Titans. Essentially, that you like can probably, I think people are talking about having like this changing the guard in the AFC South. There's an outside shot at Jacksonville getting into the playoffs at this point, if things go that the way that they are going right now, given the playoff seating. And ETN wasn't a part of that at all. So I think that's my biggest concern like right now is that despite the fact that he is earning the majority of the running back touches, because it's not like any of the other guys behind like Jamal Agnew, the insert name here, like it's not like those guys are earning more touches. It's just that the team isn't reliant on the running game in order to actually move the offense. It flows to the passing game. And if ETN isn't going to be a part of it, then I don't want for him to be a part of my fantasy uh, fantasy roster. Mm. makes perfect sense i'm worried uh myself i've got a lot of travis Etienne, so i'm going to be debating him and tyler lockett and jen's going to tell me tyler lockett no matter what that's what we're <laughs> going to do i've got my little post-it note that says vontae mack and tyler lockett no matter what all right let's get back on track sorry about that everyone uh chris uh i know you brought some more quarterbacks for us can you share oh absolutely uh so despite the fact that Mike White got turned into like a what human Pac-Man a less than sign or like whichever you want to do. I mean, the bills folded them in half and they tried to break them like their tables that they do before each of the games, whichever, you know, uh, simile metaphor, whatever that's called uh, that you want to use for it. They beat Mike White up like for lack of a better term. 
So assuming he plays, though, I do think that he's a solid start against Detroit. Uh, Detroit, surprisingly enough, and I like I literally went through each and every game in order to figure this out. Wild stat. They've recorded a turnover in every single game except for week one. That's the only game they haven't re- like recorded a, a fumble recovery, an interception, or something like that. The entirety of the season is in week one. That's it. Outside of that, 13 straight games with a turnover, which is cool. But outside of that, pretty much they've been steamrolled like by offenses like uh like um outside of like the turnovers that they've been able to generate. Trevor Lawrence, this was like back in weeks uh just a couple of weeks ago when they played against Detroit and Aaron Rodgers back in like the week nine-ish time frame. Those are the only two quarterbacks without a top 12 fantasy finish against the Lions. Everybody else has done it. I mean, it doesn't matter like who it's been. So I think at the very least, like Mike White, despite the injury, I'm assuming he's going to have like a heavy flak jacket or flak jackets strapped to him, like once he gets back under center. But even without like Corey Davis, who is a pretty de- uh, like integral part of the offense that they run, Garrett Wilson's still going to be there. I'm assuming Elijah Moore is going to pick up some more of the slack. And if we do have some hopes for Bam Knight, uh, Ty Johnson, who are both serviceable pass catchers out of the backfield, toss like Ty Conklin in there as well to pick up the slack as pass catchers. Like Mike White should be a solid start against the against the Lions this weekend. Let's answer Elizabeth Robbins, who asks, uh, "Would you play Trevor Lawrence over Mike White? Is Mike White uh, good enough that you'd put a, put them him over Trevor Lawrence this week, Chris?" I would still prefer the environment against Detroit versus Trevor Lawrence against the Cowboys. Like I know mm. even. I mean, Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll seem to get the best of the Cowboys last week. So like anything's possible any given Sunday, like all that good stuff. But if I'm just approaching this logically and the way that the Cowboys have typically played throughout the entirety of the season, and we came into the, we came into Sunday thinking that, you know, Micah Parsons and the rest of the Cowboys coverage was going to just essentially baptize like Davis Mills multiple times. And that didn't happen. I'm assuming that like a similar outcome or at least, I'm approaching it the exact same way, and it was more of a fluke than anything else. So I would rather place a bet on the trends that we've seen throughout the entire season, like I just mentioned. The only, there are only two quarterbacks not to finish as a top-12 option in fantasy so far when they face the Lions, whereas I'm I'm just, I'm just not ready to say that the Cowboys' defense is done. Like They've played too well throughout most of the season so far. So I would, I would bet on Mike White. Okay. Uh, Jen, I want to answer a quick question. Je- Jefferson's Justice League uh, – K9, Kenneth Walker uh, may or may not come back. Rashad, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, we're not sure about. They have Rashad White and they have James Cook. Would you drop one of those running backs to pick up Chuba Hubbard or would you go with White and Cook if uh, K9 and Stevenson are out? Um, Okay, I'm sorry. I only really heard half of that. So assuming Kenneth Walker and Ramondre Stevenson are out, right? right would right. you drop Rashad White or James Cook to pick up uh, Chuba Hubbard or would you just roll with White and Cook? God, that's tough because it's um I would definitely keep white, like I said earlier. Cook, I feel like Cook and, and Hubbard are kind of um comparable in and they've had good moments and then they've also not. So I'm not exactly sure. I'm sorry, my text just went off. It's Bob's burgers, if anyone cares, him going, Oh my god. Um, I would probably stay put. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. That makes the most sense to me. Okay, uh, Chris, sorry, I keep derailing you. Um, tell me no. about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so Ryan Tannehill, at the very least, uh, against the Chargers, who like 
funnily enough, like the Chargers, they put on like a really good show against uh, your Miami Dolphins. I do apologize for that, Brandon. Uh, but I think uh, Brandon Staley, like I do think that he is an excellent game planner and he it's a well-coached defense and they execute the game plan very well. But I would say that game planning against the Dolphins is almost a complete 180 for game planning against the way that the Titans play. Uh, you do want to try and uh, use like press coverage against the receivers in order to knock Tua off of his rhythm. I don't know how many bodies you're going to try and stack up against the line in order to stop Derrick Henry. So with the Titans being more of a balanced offense, surprisingly enough, they're around the league average in terms of pass rate over expectation the past few weeks. We could see a mix of them trying or Mike Vrabel trying to penetrate the Chargers defensive weakness, which has been their run game for much of the season so far. And then watch Tannehill try to hit Traylon Burks, assuming he's back from the concussion. We saw good things from Nick Westbrook-Akine, Robert Woods, and of course, Chiggy Okonkwo, uh, one of the bigger uh, tight end names, like getting in the mix as well. So Tannehill has the weapons. The team has at least the, the strength on offense, which matches up well against the Chargers defense. And even though Tannehill isn't running as much as we would like him to, I think there's at least the baseline expectation for him in order to get to essentially where he was last week, because without the, what, two turnovers that he lost, he would have been at around like 16, 17 points. That's a mid-range quarterback, like right there, like on its own. So I could see the same thing happening like this weekend as well, assuming he doesn't throw a couple of picks again. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Stone Papa Smurf, I like uh, picking up the Titans D for Week 16. They got that Houston offense they're going up against. I like that if you've got the roster space to do it. Uh, so Andy Dalton and Matt Ryan, quick fire, Chris. Yeah, more floor plays. We've seen quarterbacks do well against the Falcons defense. I mean, they're averaging one of the highest yards per drive allowed. Andy Dalton, despite the fact that I, m my personal opinion, I think they should at least see what they have in Jameis Winston considering their their season is pretty much in the tank at this point. There's nothing more to be gained or lost at, uh, with them trying to figure out if they want to continue to keep Jameis Winston on the roster next season, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but at the very least, he provides a foreplay against a weak defense. I mean, again, we like most of the pass catchers associated with the Saints, so why not like Andy Dalton at the very least for a Ryan Tannehill-like outing, like 12 to 15 points. Uh, Matt Ryan, this is more about the defense. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the Vikings have allowed over four uh, the teams have averaged over 400 yards uh against the vikings over the, the last four games that is ridiculous and matt ryan i mean hasn't played all too terribly despite the matchups that he's had over the past few weeks and while we aren't too enamored with some of his pass catchers i mean paris campbell's been all right alec pierce has popped up for a few good games here and there michael Pittman hasn't been the third round wide receiver that we all expected him to be but either way, with the way things have been kind of going for the Colts so far, and Matt Ryan could sneakily have, again, just be a safe floor play against a really weak Vikings defense. Yeah, uh, Jermaine, I'll, I'll uh, parrot what Sal just said. Green Bay, we'll get to Green Bay later. But yeah, Green Bay is a good good spot this week for defense, uh, defense streaming. Uh, Jen, is it a good or bad week to stream tight end? I mean, it's all relative at this point. But I kind of like a Kunku. I kind of like him. Yeah, well, he's my yeah, he's my number one uh, streamer of the week. So thank you for leading in, uh, Chigi Kunku. Hopefully, I said that right. Not great, but sounded yeah, right. I try. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so he's playing in LA, fifteen percent rostered. Uh, his targets have been going up every week. He had five two weeks in a row, and I think he had six last week. Uh, he also ran the most routes he's run last week at twenty four. 
The only issue, Traylon Burks may return. So, you know, that may, you know, cut in a little bit. But at this point, he's worth rolling the dice. Uh, the Chargers are 19th in tight end adjusted fantasy points allowed. They're allowing 9.3 uh, half PPR points a game to the tight end. So he's the number one guy there, and he's only on 15% of Yahoo rosters. Number two, our lovely friend Tyler Conklin. Uh, I don't know. This is probably the, what, 10th out of 15 <laughs> that he's on the streaming list. But here he is again. But listen, last week he was in Buffalo. We knew it wasn't going to be great, but he had eight. He had eight targets last week against a very tough, you know, Buffalo defense. Uh, so this week he gets Detroit. They are 27th in tight end adjusted fantasy points allowed. No Corey Davis, uh, possibly. I mean, he's in concussion protocol. So he could, you know, that could help his volume if Davis is out, was my point there. So Tyler Conklin, once again, he's 26% rostered. Tight end's gross. So there he is if you need him. Uh, third option is really kind of three slash four, depending on what you want to do here. Uh, Juwan Johnson is hopefully back this week, not official hundred percent. He's been out a couple weeks with an ankle injury. Uh, and then he had a week off for a bye. So he should be nice and rested, uh, before getting hurt in week 12, uh, he had, he found the end zone three weeks in a row. Uh, and he had over 40 yards in each of those games. So, you know, with as gross as tight end is, that's really the best you're going to get at this point, right? Is that kind of a production, uh, the other guy on there, and he's only uh, 18% rostered at the moment. Um, I threw Taysom Hill on there. He's at 44%, which is a little over the streaming, but at the same sure. time in the Pretty playoffs, close. you know you know what you're getting from Taysom Hill, right? You're hoping there's a random gadget play. You're hoping he gets in. You know, you're not, you're not going to get true tight end, you know, usage, blah, blah. But if you want to throw him out there at this point, it's probably as good as any other option we have. So he's kind of three slash four there. Excellent. Uh, oh, they're Jen. playing Atlanta, I should say, which, uh, you know, we all know Atlanta is Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta is Atlanta. I love it. <laughs> uh, would you play Juwan Johnson over Greg Dulcich? Mm, probably not. I'd probably stick with Dulcich. Not that I love, uh, you know, I don't love the Denver offense by any stretch. And, you know, we have uh, Russell Wilson is possibly, you know, hurt. I mean, we're not we're not sure exactly what's happening with there. I think he Boy, probably, that didn't look good. It did not, but Ooh. of course, you know, who knows. But, you know, Denver also gets Arizona, which is, you know, they're dead last in tight end. They're, they're a full-on sieve. So um, this week I would definitely do Dulcich. Rest of season, you know, I would maybe consider Juwan, but uh, for this week I'd go Dulcich. Excellent, excellent. All right, uh, let's move on to, uh, I think, everybody's favorite segment, the kicker segment. It's definitely the most accurate segment on this uh, on this episode, although Chris nails the sleeper streamer of the week every week. Jen, is it a good week to stream kicker? Uh, no, and I, and I don't say that very often. Well, that um, might be the first. That might yeah, be the first time. You know I'm always fired up about my kickers, and I. it's not like the worst possible scenario, but this week is super weird. So when doing my research this morning for my kicker article, I noticed there are 11 teams um, with implied team totals of 20 or less. I mean, that's a lot of bad team, like low scoring is, is what kind of we're predicting this week just across the board, whether it's matchups, injuries, whatever it is. Um, there's 11 out of 32 teams that are projected to score 20 points or fewer. So that's not good in the kicking department for us. Um, and the ones that are on the on the higher end are the guys that are rostered. Your Bass, your Tucker, your you know Butker, those guys that we can't stream anyway. So not fantastic. Um, Stone Papa Smurf, I'm glad you play Badgley. He did well last week. Uh, awesome. But yeah. So anyway, this week, like I said, not as great, but I did find some options for us. 
Number one, I know, I know that I swore off Jake Elliott as a streamer because um, he wasn't, his, he honestly wasn't getting, you know, the opportunities. Philly is is scoring and they're scoring touchdowns. And um, Jake Elliott was coming out with three, four points every week, but he's had 12 points in two of his last three outings, uh, fantasy wise. And he was kicker two last week. So we're back at Jake Elliott. Um, he has got a, a road game against the Bears. They are eight and a half point favorites. And this game, uh, the the Eagles have the second highest implied team total of the week at 28.5. So as much as I was not on Jake Elliott early in the season, uh, where we are right now and what's going on, he's 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 my top guy for the week. And he is 37% rostered. So a lot of people have dropped him. He's available. So grab him if you need a kicker this week. Uh, second guy is Greg Joseph. Um, he disappointed last week. I think he was kicker 18 or something. Not fantastic. But times are tough, like I said this week. So he's back uh, in the mix. He is at home um, in a dome against Indy. Uh, they are four-point favorites, and the uh, Vikings have the third highest implied team total of the week at 26.25. So, you know, Joseph is, is available in 80% of Yahoo leagues. And, you know, you got you to gotta kind of hope for the home dome, you know, high-scoring situation there. Uh, third guy is Will Lutz. Once again, we're, we're, we're going with the Saints again uh, this week. Uh, he's only 8% rostered. Uh, he is at home as well uh, against Atlanta. Uh, you know, the Saints aren't exactly lighting the world on fire right now, but they have an implied team total of 24, and they are a touchdown favorite over Atlanta. So he's an option. Last guy uh, is Mason Crosby. Hasn't really made this column very often um, this year. However, you know, the Packers have scored 61 points in their last two games. They're, they're, they're scoring points now. Uh, they are seven. They're also a touchdown favorite uh, at home at Lambeau against the Rams and you know, their implied team total is 23.25 and he is only 3% rostered. So regardless of your league size, he is probably there. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to, uh, uh, some familiar teams here when we talk defenses, uh, and things of that sort. Yeah. Jake Elliott has got to be, it's at some point you got to feel like it's going to, uh, normalize, right? It's just crazy to have a kicker on a team that's scoring so much and the kicker doesn't score. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it was frustrating because I kept recommending Jake Elliott every week and he was getting like three points, four points, and it was just all extra point. Like they're just, they weren't getting, they weren't having to kick field goals because they were scoring. Uh, you know, hopefully, I, I don't want to wish for them to to have to, you know, be in, in the red zone and falter, but for kicking purposes, you know, we like that. Once again, it's almost like the coaching staff there doesn't even consider us, Jen. No, it's, they just, yeah. No, it's very, very frustrating. It's very rude is what I would say. Yes. So uh, it's actually a great week to stream defenses. Last week was a garbage week to stream defenses. This is a good one to do. Um, the Washington Commanders and the Giants actually like both sides of this coin, but I, I like Washington a little bit better. Uh, Giants kind of limping toward the end of the season. Saquon Barkley's a little bit hobbled. The whole offense is kind of nicked up. They're down to Chris and I at receiver. Uh, Washington is quietly. I don't get, I don't get to play. Oh, you're the running back. Oh, you're, okay. you're backing up Barkley. So. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> you got to have the power, the power mm. in the backfield. That's okay. Chris and I are more okay. finesse players. That's oh, okay. so. got it. That's right. Uh, Washington quietly, the defense special teams eight on the season, which is pretty good. And these two just faced each other two weeks ago, 2020 tie, and they were both top 13 defenses that week. Uh, I could see another nice, slow uh low scoring game here um like i said i don't mind the other side of the of this uh of this coin as well the giants defense but i do think washington has a better offense uh so i would side with washington's d the giants are one and four and one over their last six 
I, I think that they're con- going to continue to struggle, and Washington is going to be a nice high floor option on defense. Chris? Uh, Chase Young's supposed to be back, if I'm remembering correctly. That's another thing I was going to get to. That. Thank you very much, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Washington, they're getting healthy, too, at the right time. Jamin Davis has been great, too, since he's mm-hmm. taken over the green dot. Uh, number two, I also like the Panthers versus the Steelers. The Panthers aren't bad on defense. Like they're, uh, they're actually kind of winning right now, mostly because of defense, no offense to Sam Darnold, but they're, they're three, one over. Yeah. JC Horn's incredible. Frankie Luvu is incredible. This kid, he's like that hybrid linebacker, defensive lineman player. He is crushing, Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely crushing opposing offensive lines. Uh, they're the defense special teams nine on the season Carolina is they're three and one over the last four they've held opposing offenses in the teens and three of those games Jeremy Chin looks healthy he's back and he's flying around like the monster that he is uh Pittsburgh even their wins haven't exactly been offensive showcases lately so I I I like this to be another low scoring game I think the Panthers are going to force turnovers I like it if Pickett starts I love it if Mitch Trubisky starts so uh that's where I am there uh, the Packers versus the Rams. Uh, so those first two were good defenses. These next two are bad defenses, but good matchups. So Packers haven't exactly done well defensively, but they are playing the Rams. Baker Mayfield's heroics aside, which was a fun story last week. Uh, this is a beat up Rams team. Baker got the win, but he only put up 17 against the Raiders. And that included uh, a last minute drive. So Uh, Packers tied for 12th in interceptions. Also Rams tied for fourth in turnovers. Mayfield himself has six turnovers, six interceptions in eight games. So I think that uh, the Packers are going to get some turnovers and I think that they're going to be able to eat up the Rams a little bit. Uh, Finally, we've talked about the saints. We've talked about how they're facing the Falcons. Uh, Look, I love Desmond Ritter. I'm really excited about Desmond Ritter. I want him to be really, really great. But historically speaking, a pretty solid defense against a rookie quarterback usually sides on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, starting a rookie quarter, a rookie quarterback this week, Saints still have quality players on the defensive line in the secondary. Uh, Saints have two straight losses, but they held the Bucks to 17 before the bye, held the 49ers to 13 before that. So they're not giving up tons and tons of points. Falcons have scored in the teens and four of their last five and are hobbling toward the finish line as they try to get a look at their third round quarterback to see if they need to take Will Levis in this draft. So uh, I kind of like the Saints as well. Chris, before we go, um, I just want to give you an opportunity to shame me for not picking the Bengals against the Browns last week because I feel like I deserve shame. I don't know if you deserve shame. I mean, the last time that they played, we watched them run roughshod over the entire defense. And the, with the way that the Bengals have consistently tried to reinvent themselves over the year, like over, over like each week, it's been something different because each opponent has brought something different. And the fact that Big Lou was capable of essentially shutting down the running game and with Deshaun Watson being like more or less rusty. Hey, they were able to take advantage of. And Amari Cooper, like he came into the game like banged up. I think he only played like maybe 60, 70% of the snaps. There were quite a few series or stretches of offense, like where Amari wasn't even on the field and it was just DPJ. So we caught him at a good time. And uh, even though that what Trey Henderson's supposed to be out for at least a couple of weeks now with the busted wrist. Yeah, but uh, he's just he's not going on IR. So that right. gives hope for the playoffs, which yeah, is nice. definitely hope for the playoffs, but it's just like we got out of there with the win. So and even though we lost a you know a couple more starters, at least for that week, hopefully we won't see the same problems crop up like over the next few weeks because we still have to win out. Baltimore's still winning games somehow. Somehow. But, um yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Logan Wilson, back to doing Logan Wilson things. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to end this, but I do want to throw, Chris, since you're our weather guy, uh, Giovanni Cusina. 
wants to know if they're, if you're worried about the dolphins in the snow on yeah. Saturday. Okay, so uh, interestingly enough, our own John Paulson hit me up earlier today, uh, include me in on the fact that there is snow supposed to be in the Orchard Park area for this weekend. Uh, I am concerned about that game. Uh, not from the sense that like the in-game conditions are going to be like, okay. Uh, so just for, just to, let me nerd out on you for like real quickly. So what I saw earlier was 0.2 inches per hour of snow. And that's equivalent to 0.01 inches per hour of rain, which is essentially just a drizzle. So I don't care about the in-game conditions. It's just about the field conditions that will happen as the snow accumulates before the, before kickoff. It's supposed to snow pretty much like most of Friday, there's going to be rain like Thursday evening. So like we'll probably see shots of like the field covered, yet it'll just look terrible. So there's a chance that the field will be degraded. There's a chance that we'll see just more chances of players slipping, not being able to get their footing, yada, yada, yada. And with the way that Josh Allen has been playing so far, not a doctor, don't know if it's the elbow thing, don't know if it's the fact that the ancillary receivers outside of Stefan Dick can't gain separation, don't know, but I would say that there is a chance that we can see the passing rate start to drop, or at the very least, like his air yards per attempt, like scale back just a little bit. But I think Josh Allen will be fine because they're they've just been willing to use him as a runner. So overall, passing game might be affected. Josh Allen himself probably be just fine again because of his mobility. Excellent, thank you, Chris. Uh, let's uh, let's close this out. But listeners, before we go, I want to remind you about our own John Paulson Start Sit event this Friday at three twenty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, John Paulson will be hosting a thirty-minute Start Sit Q and A, so you won't want to miss it. Uh, anyone can join in, but only subscribers to our YouTube channel can leave questions or comments. The stream opens at three twenty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. John will start the chat at three thirty. So go to our YouTube homepage. That's youtube.com slash at 4for4for4for4. Click on that subscribe button. Then tune in to ask John Paulson himself your start sit questions for week 15. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jen. Uh, always a pleasure. Only a couple more weeks left. I'll be very sad to not have this excuse to, to badger the two of you every week. Uh, listeners, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Jen Akins NFL, at Chris Allen FFWX, and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks for checking us out and have a good day.